0: is only seven dollars per month. So if you're ready to align to your best self and show up as your inner being, a priceless investment in yourself, you can head over to channelwithamber.com slash subscribe to give it a peek. I'll see you over there. Hey friends, welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. This type of conversation has been coming up a lot in sessions lately, so I figured i turned it into an episode. We're going to be talking about standing in your power, what it means, how to do it, and why it is so powerful for your soul's progression. This year is a huge one for personal transformation, so it's a great opportunity for us all to take ownership of the power we hold and really call in the reality we want. Here we go! in your power is when you are fully embodying your inner being living in abundance honoring your gifts claiming your reality with ease and feeling your energy expand to everything around you you are going about life in collaboration with source energy and your guides calling to you what you want and very clearly seeing the results this is usually what we all hope to accomplish at a life at some point (laughs) Standing in your power is not a selfish, manipulative, or ignorant reality. It is not one based on what others think or want or feel of you. It is not close-minded and does not shy away from anything. You are beyond all of that. It is a reality that understands and puts to use the amount of power you have and operates from a place of love, regardless how good, bad, or ugly something is. It is becoming a pure physical representation of your core soul energy. It is living through compassion, taking inspired action, and that rhymed, (laughs) and being completely nourished and fulfilled, both internally and externally. It means taking responsibility for yourself, fully embracing who you are, and playing big, stating your presence and doing so with courage, humility, and ease. It can be scary. It often challenges the very frameworks we were trained at an early age not to push against. But these frameworks are built on separation, misalignment, and fear, which only births more separation, misalignment, and fear. The process of standing in your power requires radical acceptance of who you are and why your energy has graced this beautiful planet. Sometimes, many times, that requires breaking down those frameworks so you can rebuild a foundation built on unity, alignment, and trust. So much of what is socially acceptable keeps us further from ourselves. We are told to do this, not that. Look like this, not that. Express yourself in this way, but not that way. (laughs) Say this, not that. Especially in today's climate, there is so much separation and division. How can we stand in our power if we're worried about being criticized, standing out, doing something wrong, saying something stupid, making someone uncomfortable, being rude, being selfish, and we're comparing ourselves to friends, family, or random strangers on social media? We can't. You give your power away when doing that. This can create a lot of guilt, low self-esteem, low self-worth, anger at the world, anger at those around you, anger at ourselves. It creates fear of action since you don't want to make the wrong move, disappoint someone, be unsuccessful, take a risk, hurt someone's feelings. You become scared of doing just in case something goes wrong or because you don't feel worthy of it going right. You don't speak up for yourself, honor your interests, or honor your deepest wishes and desires, even if it's something as small as coloring your hair a crazy color or wearing a specific outfit. So, the first step in coming into alignment with your inner being is to make a commitment with yourself that you want to stand more in your power. If you want to write up a contract with yourself and sign it, (laughs) or simply write it as an affirmation to stick on your phone or mirror, go for it. This process is one that forces you to face your shadow. Begin reflecting upon how you have already given your power away and where it goes. Do you make yourself smaller for other people's comfort? Are there particular types of situations that this happens most often in? Do you put your needs to the side? When? Why? Do you apologize often or in specific circumstances? Why? Do you use things to cope or cover up discomfort? Do you avoid confrontation? This process will also go against the ego and its definitions of safety, so it can sometimes feel a bit arduous. Your nervous system may act up, you may feel anxious, you may feel emotional. You'll most definitely have to quiet that little voice in your head, which we'll talk about. (laughs) But it's all a sign that you're stepping into new territory, which is very exciting. Be ready and willing to explore yourself with humility and all the love. Your ego doesn't communicate with your heart and intuition, It just does its own thing, stemming from fear, just something to keep in mind. So you don't, you don't need to honor what it says. You don't need to listen to it. (laughs) This is a time for taking responsibility for yourself. You aren't a robot at the command of something, despite it sometimes feeling like that. You are a conscious human being, so set the intention to fully awaken into that role. You move your body, you feel things, you take action, etc., Nobody's doing that for you. That is you. (laughs) All you. When you awaken in your body, ready to command it, there's naturally more responsibility there, but there's also a ton more tools you just consciously connected with. Some people may feel uncomfortable that you are standing tall all of a sudden and may react negatively. We'll get into that, but that's not your problem. Power shifts can be difficult for people, but that's their own shadows and baggage that they need to face and process. It's not your responsibility to deal with it. For them or make it less difficult for them. You're actually doing them a service by giving them an opportunity to grow and reflect and shift, so good job! Give yourself a pat on the back (laughs) and keep standing in your power anyway. If you need to take a break after like a heavy encounter because someone's having an issue with you standing strong all of a sudden, go for it, but don't apologize or back down. You do not need to be punished for being true to your soul. You need to be rewarded. So go get yourself a goddamn ice cream, you badass warrior. (laughs) Alright, number two. Pinpoint who you are and what aligns with you. The best way to begin stepping into your inner being is to understand who your inner being is. We are ultimately the ones that know what is best for us and what path is really representative of who we deeply are, whether it conforms to our training of what we should be doing or not. What do you truly desire out of life? What are your core goals? What makes you special? What are your natural talents? How is the universe using your vessel to experience and add value to your environment? A lot of this self-reflection may come through your intuition rather than your logical mind. The logical mind cannot understand energy. That's the intuition's job. So always trust your gut feeling first, whether it makes logical sense or not. For some, these questions may be very easily answered. For others, not so much. As we talked about, we all at some point have tried to conform to what our family, friends, society has told us we should strive for, we should focus on, we should like, which can cause a lot of confusion. When we go against our natural tendencies over and over, we can muddy who we really are and what we really want or what path we really wanna take. Sometimes who we are is not where we are and many things we actually desire completely go against the life we've created, which can be a very difficult pill to swallow. Beginning to understand yourself and take action to align with that inner you will open so many doors for you and create so much more freedom and ease in life. To begin really fine tuning and clarifying who you are, there are a few practices you can do which I will share right now. Take what resonates or try them all for size. All right, the first is to put time aside every day for solitude. Spend time with yourself away from people turn your phone off and meditate, take a walk, have a picnic in a park, take a bath, journal, go outside under the stars, do yoga, whatever. Just spend time with yourself and experience your energy. It can be as little as five to ten minutes every day, but make sure you schedule it in. It is very important. The second is to journal. Write down what makes you happy, what makes you unhappy, what you tend to do a lot, if you like those things, why. Ask yourself who you are, What you want, what life means to you, what happiness means to you, what fulfillment means to you, what you want out of relationships, who you look up to, why you look up to them. Question everything. Why are you choosing this emotion when that happens or when you reflect upon that? Explore the whys. Be brutally honest with yourself here. Don't answer how you think they should be answered. Answer with what you honestly feel deep down the answer is completely just word vomit on the page. The third is to connect to your inner child. Do something you like to do as a kid, perhaps. Go outside in your backyard and search for fairies. (laughs) Jump on the bed, drink your favorite childhood drink, or you can just meditate with the intention of connecting to your inner child. What was your child's self like? What were their interests? How did they carry themselves in the world? Why? What were they naturally drawn to, or what were their natural talents? Children are not as susceptible to falling into social norms and behaviors. Their spark and essence is still very much pure, so reflecting upon your child self and incorporating some of their behaviors, interests, and personality traits will help reconnect you with yourself and that inner you. Lastly, the fourth is to get out of your comfort zone. Find new places to travel to, new hobbies to start, new books to read. Expand your understanding of the world and the possibilities it holds. Then reflect upon what feels good about it, why it does, what doesn't, and why it doesn't. Give yourself permission to try on new habits, new beliefs, new behaviors. Give yourself permission to begin letting go of people, situations, and things that don't make you feel like you, that don't make you feel comfortable, or that don't make you feel good. Give yourself permission to only surround yourself with what resonates. Set your boundaries and honor them. When you become more in touch with yourself and allow yourself to maintain that alignment, life feels so much lighter, more fulfilling, and focused on what you're here to really create an experience. It may be difficult or a very vulnerable exploration, but if you give yourself one thing in life, let it be to be authentically you. Rather than getting stuck on what you should do, focus on what you want. This is about you and your energy and your experience. Number three, shift from reactive action to responsive action. Reactive action is automatic, instinctual, emotional, and sometimes a bit irrational. It occurs without thought of consequences and is a result of the fight or flight response. It's a very, like, primal thing. Responsive action is thought out and purposeful, weighing short-term and long-term effects, sometimes not always that deep, but sometimes, and works towards a productive goal. It is considerate of the emotions present, but it is not ruled by them. When an opportunity comes up, reflect upon your options. Which one do you naturally want to take? Is it truly what you desire or is it coming from a place of fear? Is it aligned with your inner being or does it just align with what those around you want for you? Is it safe or does it feel more like a wild card? Things deemed as safe can sometimes be a red flag because it may mean it's more aligned with your environment and what you've been trained is safe and unsafe. It may be more of a fear reactive response than an abundant responsive one, so something to think about. What about it feels exciting to you? How does your body feel when reflecting on it? Why? Sometimes tension and heaviness in the body is a sign that it's not aligned, but other times it could just be a sign that it's new territory, so a little scary. Deeply reflecting on the details of what you're feeling may help kind of differentiate between the two so you get a clearer understanding. If you need to, compare all of these answers to the word vomits in your journal from the Get to Know Yourself journaling session that I talked about earlier to see which actually aligns with who your inner being is. Needless to say, always follow the one that aligns. Don't listen to the ego. You're moving into an abundance operation, so lack and fear operations have no place here. Number four, honor your boundaries. When you're overwhelmed, say no. If something doesn't sound good, don't do it. If something is requiring things from you that don't feel good, let it go. If people don't honor your boundaries, call them out. If you need rest, rest. Don't do more to make people happy because you'll ultimately make it more miserable for everyone since you won't be happy to do it. You're going to feel weighed down and like, I don't know, maybe angry, there could be like frustration because you feel like you're just giving and not receiving anything. That frustrated energy will weigh everything down, so don't even stress yourself out about it. Set your limits and honor them. By the same token, if there's something you need, ask for it. Be clear and honest with yourself and those around you. If someone can't fulfill what you're asking for, then look for a compromise. If they're not receptive to that, it may be worth distancing yourself from them. You train people how to treat you. Honor your time and boundaries and require others to do the same. You're worth it. Do it. (laughs) Stay in alignment with the flow of give and receive. So operate from a place of abundance and give freely. When you share treasure, it has a natural habit of multiplying like magic. Allow it to. Accept gifts, opportunities, payments that arise as a result. Be in service and watch the magic explode back to you. There's a difference here between being a people pleaser and giving constantly, drying up your well, and being in action, prioritizing your needs, and then sharing the bounty with those around you. Again, we're moving into an abundant state of operation. There is a limitless supply, so fear and scarcity mindsets are of no use. Share freely because it feels so great when the joy and love multiplies, and allow yourself to be showered with the fruit of that labor. You must honor yourself too. That is also a boundary that needs to be in place and in motion. You have to both give and receive and be sure there is a balance there. Number five, pay attention to what you tell yourself. Negative self-talk is very common, but you are not your thoughts. According to the National Science Foundation, We have 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day, 80% of which are negative. That's insane. (laughs) Negative thoughts are a part of our nature, but you are not your thoughts. Your thoughts just come and go by themselves. They do not define your reality. You choose what you do with them. Going back to reactive versus responsive action, when a thought comes in that triggers a feeling, realize that a reaction is taking place, reflect upon it and either reset it by doing something that makes you happy or process it by reflecting upon it deeper, taking a walk, meditating on it, whatever, and then take the appropriate action. Don't accept a thought just because it popped in. If you don't like it, say one you like instead. Repeat that new one three times, feel it to your core, and then go about your day. If you feel yourself going down a spiral, stop, breathe, reflect upon what happened, what caused it, what's the origin, what beliefs are behind it, see the fault in them or just accept yourself where you are and give yourself love, then keep going. If you just can't shake them, Partake in a hobby, exercise, outdoor activity, or thought you like, and keep your mental state high by maintaining that positive momentum of happy things and thoughts. You may have to force some good thoughts in to prevent the weight of the heavy ones from being so great and severely weighing you down. You just got to find a balance. We live in a free will world, so we are always choosing what experiences and energies we interact with. This goes with the law of traction. That like attracts like. If you are thinking and steeping in a specific emotion or program, that will continue to be brought to you because you are telling the universe that that is what you want to continue interacting with. You're programming your environment. It is ultimately up to you to change the dialogue, to reprogram your experience, to reflect the energy you actually want around you. You can let go of that narrative you're telling yourself. You don't have to keep it. Reflect upon what's behind it. How can you show yourself more love and compassion in that moment? And how can you show others involved in the situation that too? We'll talk more about that shortly, but free yourself from those heavy, separation-inducing narratives. You don't have to believe everything you feel or think. You choose what you want to go through with, what you want to try on for size, and what you don't even want to entertain. Take responsibility for the power you hold and be mindful about how you use it. Put a bubble around yourself every morning. Go outside to ground and meditate. Do whatever you must to foster an aligned mind. That's your biggest superpower, so really prioritize it. Begin each day, if you want, stating aloud your intentions. That everything you seek comes to you effortlessly. That you radiate and are surrounded by love. That everything you experience is divinely guided. Number six. Don't compare yourself to others. We all operate differently and have our own passions and journeys for a reason. We live in an expanding universe. It wants to experience everything possible, so we all have very unique perspectives. There's nothing productive in comparing your path or looks or whatever to other people because you aren't supposed to be looking like or following that person's journey anyway. If someone motivates you or inspires you or you learn something from someone's journey, that's different. Take what resonates and infuse it to your situation as needed, but comparing where you are in relation to where they are or were or whatever is the issue. What makes you happy? What makes you fulfilled? What are your interests? What needs to change for you to reach your goals? These are all on you, not other people. Other people's answers won't help you. To align with your inner being, you need to focus on you and who you are. Also. Everyone has their thresholds. Some can handle more than others. That's fine. That's how the universe works. All that matters is where you are in the moment. If something hurts your feelings and people don't understand why you're being so sensitive, feel sad. Don't close off that emotion just because they don't understand it. Cry, scream, stomp your feet, clear your mind, and get back to whatever you were doing. Don't be afraid of what other people think. If they have an opinion, it's not personal, but an idea made up of their life experience and training. It's a perspective reflecting their history, not yours. It's not your responsibility to change an opinion you don't like because it isn't your truth. It doesn't define you at all. It's just a reflection of them. Number seven, and this expands upon the last one. Don't apologize for being you. Again, the way we view and label things as good and bad, or fun and boring, or exciting and scary, are all based on our nature and past experiences. Don't adopt other people's labels. See things as they are, strip them down to the core, and ask yourself what it feels like to you. There is no right or wrong, because how we perceive things is always a personal thing. It does not define the thing, it's simply one little way of understanding it. So when a responsive action is taken, Go for it and don't apologize. Stand behind your vessel and how it operates. Some energies don't resonate with us and that's perfectly fine. We're not all supposed to experience the same thing in the same way with every single person on this planet. Have the courage to find your own definitions and ways of operating. On the other hand, just as like a thing to keep in mind, if you actually did do something wrong (laughs) or went about something in a way that like really caused great pain for someone, Then have the humility to honor that and apologize. Apologies, when you truly mean them, create a beautiful understanding of growth. When you just throw them around and drop them off all over the place, you end up shooting yourself down and training your nervous system to panic at times of expansion. So don't do that. Reserve it for times that sincerely need an apology. If something happens but you fully stand behind your actions, Don't apologize for being true to yourself. You can't sugarcoat things or try to cushion the fall for everyone around you so it doesn't hurt so much. Those people are autonomous, developed beings, and can handle life themselves. Give people the chance to learn and expand by themselves. Mind your business. (laughs) Again, sometimes standing in your power will intimidate people who aren't operating from that place or it could make them jealous as it riles up unhealed wounds in them or they could just be having a bad day and it has nothing to do with you at all. Be you anyway. Stand in your power with courage and resilience. Don't continue to foster outdated lack, and fear-driven cycles. This is a time for growth, not regurgitation. Give yourself permission to follow your intuition. You will always be met with ease and abundance when you do because you're following the river flow downstream rather than fighting your natural tendencies and going against the flow upstream. Also, another way to really begin fueling that self-confidence and self-love to do this and not apologize and just you know, be you, is to write yourself a love letter anytime you're feeling confident or happy or proud of yourself. There's a difference between self-love and being egotistical. This isn't comparing why you're better than other people. You're not like wooing yourself by putting other people down here. This is celebrating why you're so special and such an important little light to this world. The focus is on you, not other people. Number eight, don't run from your emotions. Life has ups and downs. This creates contrast, which allows us to see what we want slash how to get there and what we don't want slash how we don't want to get there. (laughs) Growth and expansion is birthed out of this because it gives us experience and more information about the possibilities out there. So don't be afraid to go through the mountain, over the mountain, whatever you want to call it, because it gives us tools and expansion. You don't want to avoid the mountain. Just go through it. You learn so much more that way. When things get uncomfortable, face the discomfort. Observe where it is in your body. Reflect on what it has to say. Feel it for what it is. Reflect upon why you're choosing that emotion to experience the experience. This all depersonalizes it a bit so it can kind of move through you, you know? And then move forward. The way through is by feeling. Trust your feelings. Your feelings create your reality. When you hide from them, they don't go anywhere. They get stuck and you lose control of them. Face them. They are simply an experience and you are always in the driver's seat of that experience. Again, you are not a robot being controlled by an external force. We are in control of our emotions, our bodies, and our actions. Even not taking action is an action. So trust yourself, trust your feelings, change the narrative you're stuck on if you don't like it, and really observe your choices and make nice, like, thought-out, responsive ones. Things will change. Friends will come and go. When the lessons or energy of a relationship or experience has been exhausted, it will leave. Let it go willingly and use the growth you received from the experience to continue fueling your journey. Sitting in expired energy keeps you stuck in old patterns and cycles. Be sad, be mad, be confused, but then honor all the expansion that that person or situation offered you and move forward with those gifts. Don't get stuck in it and stay in there. Make room for new relationships and experiences, and the push of your energy into new areas and circumstances. It's like autumn. With autumn comes death. There's a lot of dying of leaves and plants and, you know, (laughs) it's cold and dry. But it gives birth to new life, new explorations, and new opportunities. I went off on a little tangent there, but anyways, don't be afraid to honor the emotions that come up. They put energy into an experience for you so you can understand the situation and circumstances as well as signals, imbalances that are in your being that need to be um, observed and reflected upon and moved. If you're feeling particularly upset at someone or getting annoyed at everything, it's a good sign that there's something off going on. Send a ball of love at whoever is annoying you or all those people that are and reflect upon what they're triggering within you and why. Number nine, treat others with kindness and respect. When someone talks, listen. When someone needs space, give it to them. Give and be in service. Don't criticize, compare, put others down. Speak with compassion. Your words are magic spells and when fighting words come out, you're ultimately hurting yourself. You are speaking energy into existence. So if you verbally attack, over and over and over, you're only going to bring yourself more of that. That doesn't mean to be superstitious about expressing or releasing negativity. When things feel heavy and you need to vent, by all means, freaking vent. (laughs) Let that stuff out so you can make room for what you truly want. But make sure you release it out. Don't hang on to it. Don't keep repeating it. Let it go and recenter. When dealing with yourself and others, so always, (laughs) whenever you are Awake and breathing. Radiate compassion. Try to understand other people's perspectives. Hurt people, hurt people. A lot of people act selfishly or meanly because they don't know any better. You do. Don't get into tit for tat type action. If someone hurts you, understand they are out of alignment in their own cycle of destruction or pain. It is never personal. Send them love from afar and remind yourself that you do not have to choose to take part in that cycle. We live in a free will world. If you don't want to experience it, don't. Remind yourself that you choose which experiences you have. What emotion would you rather be having instead? Could you allow that emotion to wash over you now or could you do something to be in the experience of that emotion? We all have moments of pain, hardship, happiness, and love. We all feel. We all make mistakes. We all go through moments where we are out of alignment, feeling separated from those around us and out of control. It's the beautiful, like, learning journey of being a human. Give yourself compassion wherever you are at any moment. Give others compassion wherever they are, too. However different they may be, whatever their opinions are, we're all trying to figure out life. There's no need for more separation. Healed people heal people. Commit to love. It's one of the most powerful shifts you can make. When you act through love, you have the power of the universe fully behind you. Number 10, give yourself permission to dream big. You have so much more power than you realize, so why limit yourself? See how far you can set a goal and see how far you go to catch it. Source energy, the energy that creates everything, the universe, the planet, The closet that I'm sitting in (laughs) is running through you. Use it. Collaborate with it. Don't be afraid of it. As long as your true intention is coming from a place of love and well-being, you are unstoppable. Feel that and know that. Failure is an illusion. Something is only a failure if you label it as that. But you can also label it as a successful opportunity of incredible growth and learning. Don't let fear failure hold you back. You can't fail if you go all in and take everything away from a situation. Even in this list of practices, if you fail at one or even just find yourself going back to habits that give your power away, maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe there's a new opportunity for self-compassion there, or maybe there's still healing that needs to happen there and the situation allowed it to surface. Choose growth. Choose you. Every day, every hour, every moment is an opportunity for change and growth, and everything that happens and every way it plays out is perfect. I'm celebrating you. I'm sending you all the love and well wishes on your journey. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about what I do, visit channelwithamber.com. For future updates on the show, to give some feedback on future episodes, or to just connect, follow me on Instagram at Channel with Amber. Shout out to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time!